Hello, buenos dias. This is Shannon Kringen, Goddess Kring, in Seattle, Washington, United States of America. I have been going through lots and lots and lots of internal shifts and external shifts, I think, and thingy McJaggers. Today, I am so relieved because my mood has been very bad lately. I've been feeling like I'm stuck in a Chinese finger trap. And the only way out is to relax, because the harder I try to get out of it, the worse it gets. So I'm currently about ready to go model. I was uh, going to have the day off, and I went and volunteered out in nature at a place where I volunteer. And I was really irritated by some of the noise that I was hearing, because it was very crowded at this natural place with lots of people. So I kind of hid on a bench, and I smiled at people as much as I could, but I mostly kind of kept to myself and was grateful to talk to, with a friend. And then I, uh, there's somebody that I do dishes for every once in a while, a friend of mine, and I did that. And then I got called in to model at the last minute when some other model uh, needed to cancel. So I'm really grateful for the job and I'm supposed to like be resting and taking more time off, but I love to work. So I generally say yes when they ask me to work on my days off. Um, and I was thinking of becoming assessed for high functioning adult autism. Um, and then I'm thinking, you know, it really doesn't matter if I'm autistic or not, or if I have borderline personality tendencies or OCD, obsessive compulsive disorder, um, or if I'm dyslexic or I have synesthesia, whatever my problems are, depression, anxiety, uh, low self-esteem, whatever you want to call my, my issues, the solution for most people, including me, is to love yourself, forgive yourself, and make the best of your talent and learn to cope better with things that you're really bad at. And become more self-aware in terms of making yourself do social things you don't enjoy. If I can go to a social event and enjoy it, I'd like to go. But if I'm making myself go to social events because I think I should, uh, then I need to stop doing that. So I sometimes, I actually am pretty good at avoiding doing social things, but I am trying to figure out who am I, what do I want, and I guess I'm always trying to figure that out, which in itself might mean that I'm autistic because I'm 50 years old. I'm 50, I'm 50, I'm 50 years old. I can kick and stretch and kick. I cannot say I'm 50 years old without thinking of Molly Shannon from Saturday Night Live doing that skit. I'm 50, I'm 50, I'm 50 years old. I can kick and stretch and kick. I've got that like burned into my brain. I have a tendency to watch actors and like memorize their dialogue and uh, um, the, the cadence and the rhythm of the way they speak. And I listen to Tom Petty and Tori Amos sing and I imitate their voices and sing along and I memorize their, their cadence and their modulation of their voices. And I'm very sensitive to music and audio and vocals and dialogue and film and I recently saw the Jane Fonda film Clute and I really enjoyed it and then there's a Ewan McGregor film I saw last night with my boyfriend called uh, Salmon Fishing in Yemen I forgot the exact title but something like Salmon Fishing in Yemen with Kristen Stott 
Scott Thomas, Emily Blunt, and Ewan McGregor. And I liked it. Hal Lastrum, is that how you say his name? He's the director. And the screenplay person is the guy who wrote Slumdog Millionaire. So it's a good film. And my dad, I think my dad is eccentric in a similar way that I am. He's definitely OCD and he has certain tendencies. He loves music. He knows the the names of of most of the musical composers for the soundtracks of movies. He knows the dates and the composers. He recently found an injured rat or mouse. I think it was a wild rat in the road and he took it to the vet and they tried to save it, but it passed away. Uh, but he had it for two days, was trying to nurse it back to health and then it passed away and he was really devastated. He was driving in his car, listening to the soundtrack of E.T., which he loves. And just as E.T. was dying in the movie on the soundtrack, because my dad has that memorized, the little mouse or rat, I think it was a rat, died. So it's kind of a cinematic scene in my dad's life, and he wrote an essay about it, which in itself is an unusual thing. Um, so my dad is a sensitive man, and he likes to write. And he's very cinematic in his, you know, he's very sensitive to music and um, comedy and movies, and he's tuned into all of that, and so am I. So, and my mom is very artistic and into Eastern philosophy, and she is highly sensitive and needs a lot of quiet time in nature, or she gets really stressed out and can't sleep very well. So, my parents are both highly sensitive. I am highly sensitive, and I'm introverted and introspective, and I kind of live in my own world, and I feel kind of like oblivious to certain things, and I find a lot of modern life stressful. I wanted to talk about the stigma of talking about suicide. Um, I have thought about suicide, and I'm not saying this to scare anybody. This is not a cry for help. I think it's healthy to talk about feelings of mental health feelings, and there's a stigma attached. Um, I have felt, uh, I've had a suicide fantasy since I was a teenager, uh, but I've never acted upon it, and I hope that I never will. I'm not an atheist. Uh, I always think, you know, I'm a little bit angry. Well, actually, I'm a lot angry sometimes, and I feel trapped, and like I want to escape, and like everything is catch-22. And that's when I feel suicidal, but I don't act upon it. The only thing I can think of doing is getting some morphine, because I had breast reduction surgery once, and they gave me morphine, and I was really happy. And I, I thought, I'm not on a drug. I'm just happy. I'm just happy that I survived the surgery because I was very afraid of the anesthetic, uh, anesthesia. And um, they're like, nope, you're on morphine. That's actually not a natural high. That's morphine. So I was like, wow, this doesn't feel like a drug. I just feel happy. My, I felt clear-headed because I ate hash in Amsterdam and hated that and thought my skin was going to fall off. I took CBD oil for back pain, which helped my back pain but made my brain feel crazy. I felt like I was out of sync with, with the, the current time and I was afraid to cross the street because I thought, what if the light really isn't green right now? What if it's actually red in real time and I just think it's green? It was really weird. I have never thought that I couldn't trust if a light was red or green before in real time. So that made my brain feel crazy. So I don't like CBD oil. I don't like alcohol. I hate all of all drugs. I hate being stoned. I hate being drunk. I hate it all. So that's my nervous system. I might be autistic, but um, my dad also hates alcohol and doesn't ever do any drugs. And my mom drinks a little wine and she finds it relaxing. She used to get stoned in the 70s. It didn't seem to bother her too much, but she was never that into it. 
but my mom is a little less sensitive than my dad and I in terms of that, but my dad and I both hate alcohol, which is unusual in itself. So I think we have very sensitive nervous systems that don't really respond well to alcohol or drugs. Uh, I find it feeling, I feel very disoriented when I've tried any kind of drug and I just, I hate drugs. Um, I think we should decriminalize drugs, uh, but I'd personally, you know, I want people to be free to experiment if they want to do things like that. But for me personally, I don't like it. I do not enjoy it. I do not enjoy parties. I do not enjoy. So, so suicide, the stigma to this enigma of feeling suicidal, I think that what helps me never attempt suicide aside from that I really think that my consciousness will continue and that I won't really be able to escape because the fantasy of suicide is to escape the pain that you feel and to show everybody, hey everybody, this is how angry I am. Like when I think of suicide, I think, okay, this is going to prove to anyone who knows me how angry I am or how upset I am, you know, if I actually committed suicide. Um, but I don't think that I'm ever going to do that. But the truth is, if somebody wants to do that, they can do that. And the way to do it is to not tell anybody and just do it. But I, when I talk about suicide, it makes me realize that I don't want to do it because the reality, I don't want to abandon my cat. I don't want to traumatize my boyfriend, my mom, my dad, anybody online who knows me. Recently, two of my Facebook friends have talked about friends of theirs who have actually committed suicide. And it's very shocking and disturbing when somebody actually does that for real.